And welcome to episode 21 of Kayfabe is Not Dead. I'm your host, CJ, and today we, we, got, a, we got a jam-packed show and we have all of our guests. Uh, we got, we got uh, not Hans Gruber, but, uh, <laughs> but our good buddy, Jess. I like to think of myself more as a co-host than as a guest. <laughs> but, I, mean, uh, I don't know. You, you've, I've been pretty much holding down the fort for the last like three months. Uh, all I can all I can say is it's good to be back. I had a lot of charity work to do, and uh, tr- you know, travel takes its toll. So I'm back on, and let's talk wrestling. I'm glad you're feeling uh, you're feeling refreshed and ready to ready to get on. And and of course, on the on the big screen, if you're watching the video, we got uh, we got Dapper, our uh, our uh, doctor and historian. And oh, God, all right, all right, and our podcast predictions champion. Spoiler alert! I disappear for a week, and he somehow winds up oh with the belt. It's ridiculous. You know, I've I, been well, holding look, the belt for the past like two pay per views. Okay, look. For some reason, I'm pretty sure we lost our SummerSlam footage. We did I, not lose the SummerSlam footage. Well, we the recap, the recap. We lost that somehow. Something happened. I'm pretty sure I got a backup somewhere, but we'll talk about that at a later date. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully, all all of our uh, our ravenous viewers will be able to see that stuff to uh, because you know we we need, we have a very specific timeline for mm-hmm. for for keeping track of this prestigious predictions championship so having that gap oh yes you know i think, I, I think can i just say this can i just say this you got jess the longest reigning champion of three pay-per-views your host cj one championship run and me two-time two-time champion All right. and if i Let's... win the hell in the cell I will be now also the longest reigning champion. Well, okay, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Let's let's focus on what hey, it's all what, about positivity, my friend. What the title of the show is? We're going to mainly focus on No Mercy. Uh, so this is the recap show. We're also going to touch on uh, what happened on Raw, the fallout from Raw, including um, SmackDown and 205. I'm not going to spoil 205 quite yet, but oh boy, it's gotten a little crazy. So let's go ahead and start off with the No Mercy can I just, show. Can I just say real quick, who predicted like a year ago that Enzo was going to 205? I believe that was me. Are you freaking kidding me? I think, I think there are a lot of people online that have been saying that for a while, but it wouldn't shock me if uh, if Jess came up with it as well. Ah. Yeah, I feel I feel that almost every voice in the WWE universe was saying that's where he needed to be. They're they're they you know WWE has a lot of interns. They they try to have their finger on the pulse. It wouldn't shock me if WWE listen was to listening to our fantastic podcast. I mean, you got Stone Cold up here. You got Edge and Christian. You know, talk is Jericho. You know, you got you got the greats, of course, but then. I think I think we got uh, we got an under uh, an underdog caliber uh, podcast an up and coming high. Oh flying. no 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 doubt the undercurrents with us we're definitely going to rise to the top but in the interim 
as, as, just a as the Macho Man likes to say, the cream always rises. The cream always rises to the top, exactly. We'll be there shortly. Yeah. Too sweet. All right, so we got we got the pre-show. Elias defeating the well, the Elias formerly known as Samson. <laughs> Elias <laughs> Samson. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really understanding. This is like the third mid premiere name change that they've done. Well, apparently they're allergic to last names <laughs> for a lot of these a lot of these guys. But yeah, so Elias defeats Apollo Cruz on the kickoff show. Uh, Thank God. Elias uh, serenaded the Los Angeles crowd, uh, like usual, gets gets crazy heat instantaneously by saying, your city sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, he, he gets in, a, in an all right match with uh, Cruz. They trade some blows, and uh, it was fairly even until a mistake by Cruz uh, gets... Uh, Gets Elias to hit his uh, his finisher, the drift away neckbreaker, uh, for the win. Uh, yeah, Cruz tried to go for a a top rope maneuver. Elias added a few boots to the face uh, after the match, causing Titus to give chase. And uh, yeah, that was whatever. It was a stupid match that served no purpose of even happening. We should have brought back the golden truth. <laughs> <laughs> no argument there. I do have to wonder what the future of Apollo Cruz is looking like. He disappears for months on end, comes back, and jobs out. It's it's become quite interesting to see his career and the spiral just continue to fall. Yeah, I mean his his like I don't even know. I don't even know what his purpose is. I have no idea now what Titus O'Neil's purpose is, and Tazawa just disappears. Well, there's like you you could probably argue right now. There's like thirty mid carters that are not being utilized i mean there's plenty of tag team people i mean i don't know if it's uh maybe a lot of it has to do with uh medical stuff like people are getting hurt uh and not really like just uh disclosing that uh like i, I think it's... i didn't even realize joe was hurt until a couple days yeah. ago he got hurt at the last pay-per-view i think yeah so he's been out and Unless it's like a, a main a main Carter like a Seth Rollins or a Samoa Joe, you know, they're not gonna like have a press release that a mid Carter like hurt their foot. So they. Can uh, I think it. I think it also comes to the current problem with the WWE, which is they're only focusing on six main people and well, letting everybody else out the past. Well, they here. only have two shows a week and the pay per views, and they have like a hundred characters. Well, so, because they keep doing these things like the European Classic, the May Young Classic, and the Cruiserweight Classic. Well, we, we can we can have an entire... We're getting into tangent territory. We could have a whole show dedicated to, like, roster cuts and, like, figuring out how to fix the product. But, yeah, safe to say, I think everybody knows that Apollo Crews has a lot of talent, but for some reason he just can't get over, whether it's the writers... Or, you know, his... his Can we tell you how he gets over? It's definitely the writing. Can I tell you how uh, he gets over real quick? At least with over with me. Turn on Titus O'Neil. Give him, like, a backbreaker. And then you just skyrocket to the top. Or you have him go to 205. And he becomes uh, a Goldberg-esque figure in 205. But he is definitely not 205. (laughs) 
that's I, I mean know. he's five six, but I don't think he's two oh five. I mean it's you know, you you can fudge the numbers a little bit. True. I mean they made Enzo look like he didn't belong there. <laughs> yeah. I mean we'll we'll get into what happens with Enzo, but uh but anyway, we're we're moving on. We got the Intercontinental Championship, the prestigious the awesome one, the Miz, yeah. defeats Jason Jordan via pinfall. And uh, I just I just love the Miz even more with his promos with these. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Miz is definitely on a on a fantastic run. We'll we'll get into what happens with him on Raw uh, in a little bit. But Jordan was actually looking pretty good at the beginning of this match. He lands a bunch of suplexes. He takes Miz to Suplex City and gets the <laughs> near falls. Um, he has a uh, a roll-up pin attempt that was not seen by the ref thanks to uh, one half of the Miz Taraj, Bo Dallas, yeah. climbing onto the top rope. <laughs> it's just, he's like, oh, I guess I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to get a better view at the match, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, record, get, get all the angles. Uh, yeah. But then, Chris, is it, can I just say real quick, is it me or does Bo Dallas look like he's trying to rip off Razor Ramon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not a, that's not a bad, that's, that's uh, not an guess. inaccurate, yeah. uh, observation, <laughs> but, uh, uh Curtis I mean, he's Axel, get, he gets oranger and oranger every day. True. And more Guido-ish. Uh, it, well, you know, right, man, I mean, Razor a, made a career of it, so let, let, let's have Bo Dallas give it a shot. <laughs> He's like the Bill. He's like the Gilberg of Razor Ramon. Well, they got to. Um, he's got to have something, man. They, I mean, his brother's gotta, a top tier superstar, and he's a they, nobody. They're part of the Miztourage. This isn't just like a regular entourage. So they gotta, they gotta blow it up to eleven. So you know, everything's I mean, got to be Hollywood. I mean, they just gotta make. Just put him with Bray Wyatt. I mean, they've already mentioned it on like a Raw that oh. What do you mean I don't deserve it? I have a lineage too. My dad and my brother, like he and they already mentioned like we're related. It's just he drinks from the swamp water and I drink from the Miami crystal blue water. (laughs) (laughs) Um well let's let's get back to the match. So after Bo does the distraction, um Curtis Axel uh lands a cheap shot and then the Miz hits Jason Jordan with the scroll skull crushing finale to uh to get the the win. Uh during a post match interview, uh Jordan uh gives a promo and gets booed uh yes. as he calls uh for a rematch and states that Miz and I'm quoting here, you really do suck. Oh my wow. God. Uh, <laughs> so like I'm assuming that WWE is self-aware enough to be doing this on purpose. This is like a whole... They're re- they're literally repeating Kurt Angle's debut on the roster by making him, like, this really good technical wrestler that just thinks he's, like, better than everybody else. He, like, gives off that kind of vibe. So, they, they have so to. I think you're giving too much credit. <laughs> well, they're, they're, well, people instantly, like, hate him. They do, but I think the reason why they hate him is, like I've said, time after time, week after week, why would you not go with the logical choice of the bronze medal Olympian wrestler, white guy, 
Chad Gable. Because that's racist. It's not racist. It's genealogically sound. I think. But, I, I think they're. I think they they went with, um. Jordan just just because, either a they think uh, he can do more with a singles push than Chad. Or you know I don't I don't know but, but could you I, imagine I just, Jason Jordan and Shelton Benjamin on a tag team? There they'll be monsters. Yeah, well I mean it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with this IC feud. I mean, there. I think he's not going to get this, a push till he turns heel, and he's going to have to turn heel by turning on his dad because they keep mentioning his anger and how angry he gets, and it's costing him matches. I don't know, man. I think I think if anything. And goddamn, we always do this. We always come up with better storylines, and <laughs> it, it always it always causes uh, more disappointment. But what would be better is if Jordan goes heel to beat Miz and and get the title. Like he he goes like Incredible Hulk and is able to beat up all three members of the Miz Taraj, or like he has to like injure Bo and Curtis Axel before the match with the Miz and that's how he finally beats the Miz. And then he 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 gets Kurt Angle to go dark side with him because Kurt's like, you know what? This is my son. Fuck him. You know what I would like to see even better? Is if he starts to blow up and Kurt Angle comes out and is like, son, son, you gotta calm down. And he just snaps and puts Kurt Angle in the ankle lock. <laughs> I want to see Kurt Angle go dark side, though. Do we know if uh, Angle's cleared the wrestle? No, I don't think he is. Well, I don't think we know, but I think he's. I think eventually we're going to see it for sure. It, we'll find out come WrestleMania because if he's in it, he's cleared. If he's not, then he's not. Is what I'm thinking. Uh, do you guys, Jess? Do you have any comments about Jason Jordan and this push and the match um, itself? You know, you know, I think they're setting everything up. They need to move a little quicker with whatever the payoff's going to be. I'm not. I'm no longer in the situation. How do I phrase this correctly? I'm no longer giving WWE the benefit of the doubt with these long-running storylines. Emelina just burnt me out. Where you got weeks and weeks of buildup for nothing. Or you mean the, you didn't like the, the Emma, the Emelina, or the Jason Jordan reveal to begin with? That was like a month long. How'd yeah, you do? And then it, that's <laughs> another one. It's an illegitimate song. What about Lana? What happened to her? Yeah, she's not wrestling anymore. <laughs> but can I just say this real quick to stay on topic, but yes, go with a little bit of a tangent. What we've witnessed with the Miztourage, I feel this is what Jinder Mahal and his little gang should have been. Because what? we're witnessing the same thing. But do you see how every time Jinder's in a match, we're like, are you freaking kidding me? It's the Singh brothers again. But now we're like, yes, Ms. Taraj interferes again. Like, they need to take note and follow Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel and be like, hey, Singh brothers, this is how you do it. I think the Singh brothers are there more for the side. Anyway, we're getting uh, off track. I'm, Let's I'm finish just saying up this I think that's, that's what it should have been. But... Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and continue down the card. So then we get Finn Balor uh, defeating Bray Wyatt ver- via pinfall. Uh, Wyatt course. Wyatt had seemingly everything uh, going his way because he uh, he 
he attacked Balor uh, before the match, and he uh, he beat him he beat him in the ribs pretty good. Uh, Balor gets walked back to the locker room. He gets escorted back with with uh, some refs, but uh, but Balor decides to fight anyway. Uh, and this Wyatt, just proves how weak Wyatt is. Well, Wyatt taunts him yeah. on the mic, saying, uh, "You ain't no demon." You ain't even a man. You're a coward. Yeah. And uh, an inspired Balor delivers uh, a pretty intense match uh, with his regular persona. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess saying, proving that, uh, you know, the man is uh, more dangerous. Uh, with the clean finish, uh, with the coup de grace, uh, this should have been the end of the feud, but... Spoiler alert! We'll get we'll get more into that in the raw portion of our show. But what because you guys think of the Bray Wyatt show? refuses to be the new Darren Young and just he, hang out in catering. Uh, you're just throwing that throwing that in my face now. <laughs> well, uh, what what'd you guys think of this match and the finish? I thought it was good. I just wish they just either let Bray Wyatt be a jobber and promote him as a jobber. Or give him something. Don't make him the eater of worlds and the devil incarnate and have him lose to a guy that he had to sneak up behind, beat with an inch of his life, breaking ribs, hypothetically, and still losing. Like uh, This, this was on. definitely, in my opinion, the start of the downward trend for this, uh, for this overall pay-per-view. The pre-match was whatever and you know the uh the ic was a a perfect average opener to the to the show so but with with this it's just like come on it if you're gonna continue this feud why does bray not win because bray doesn't he can't win i don't know why he can't i just wish they honestly have bray disappear for a couple months and come back as something else. Like even, come back as Husky Harris for all I care. Well, are, are they? Are, I'm fine with his gimmick. I just want him to come back and be able to back some of his shit talk dude, up. It's that's what ridiculous. I'm saying. He, he was can't. literally a world champion for SmackDown just a couple but months it, ago. Because he won an elimination chamber where he was the last person to enter. That's he still. That it does. CJ, I, I'm with I'm with you. It was you know it, it was great seeing him as the champ. The it gave legitimacy to yeah, him, but he, he lost it immediately. Yeah, everything he's done since hasn't worked. The House of Horrors match didn't work. The spooky ring at WrestleMania well, yeah, didn't really we're, work. We're gonna get into we can we can have a whole another just a whole long discussion about what the fuck's going on with Bray. What I'm trying to say though is that you're right, Dapper. I think he either needs to take a break. Or I think that's he, all he needs I, is I, just take a break and try again. No, I think the gimmick is, is good. I think there's two things they could do besides him taking a break. They could either a have him effing win a match. And he's over. The crowd fucking loves him. And but so, if he wins a match, end the feud there. Don't do what they did with the Randy Orton thing. He won. He he almost he pretty much won the Randy Orton feud. And then what is the payoff? Randy Orton goes for the title. Well, it's good Bray that Bray Wyatt it, sits it, there it, in his little burning cabin touching himself. Because that's the second. That was the second way I think they could fix Bray, and that is bring back 
the Wyatt family. You either pair him up with Braun or you give him some fucking scrubs and you make another Miztourage. You know, it's always... That's the one thing I think New Japan has, has done pretty wisely is they use these factions and these multi-man tags to get more more wrestlers TV time and get more wrestlers over. And, you know, the WWE has like 100 people on their roster, but they only have like, what, two factions right now? Uh, I mean, they got the Miztourage, and the same they got brothers. New Day. Oh, well, I mean, I guess, the, are you going to call every, I wouldn't call tag teams fashion, factions. Yeah, but they, but I mean, it's the, it's the three people. They're not a tag team. It's three people. Yeah. And I mean, then you got, then you got the Punjabi people. The There's Maharaja. Like, so. And his yeah, Singh that's, brothers. That's three. And the great Kali, occasionally. Yeah, so that's three, that's three, uh, collectives yeah factions or collectives so you know they definitely have room to do more so why not return the actual wyatt family like resurrect the house do something crazy get braun Strowman on that on that and that's a that's another discussion we'll get to later but personally you know what i would want to see pretty much gone yeah i think i think you've seen them i think braun will be out of it completely but we've touched upon it when they had the Wyatt family versus the New Day. Bray Wyatt, apparently the eater of worlds, has the ability for mind control. He should start to try and mind control Luke Harper and Eric Rowan again, and they should just go straight for the tag teams and be tag team champions, but like Freebird rules kind of thing, and just dominate as that for a while, and you will get Bray Wyatt back over. Right now, he's literally what Dolph Ziggler says a catchy entrance. Uh, yeah, you got no argument here. You got any final comments, uh, Jess? No, yeah, like I said, there's no argument. I mean, that's exactly what they need to do is give them something else because this ain't working for me and it hasn't well, for I mean, a while. Well, what about Finn Balor? Do you guys I think Finn any? Balor's doing great. I think they should just end this feud, even though, like you said, spoilers, they won't, but they need to have Finn Balor move on and fight other people like they were mentioning, working his way back to the universal See, title. I think I think this I think there, this feud has so much potential and could and could actually work if they gave it some stakes and actually let Bray get something over. But the the last uh, hypothesis or conspiracy theory I wanted to throw out there before uh, before we move on is uh, this is my crazy conspiracy theory. So. Um, CJ, uh, before you get off on that tangent, I agree with what you're saying. There's nothing wrong with that. The fact of the matter is, they've done this a hundred times, where they set up Ray as a contender. They, you know, they put him in good matches, and then it goes nowhere. Okay, um, just for our video uh, watching audience, I gotta, I gotta ask this question, Dapper. Why do you keep turning your camera on and off? Well, I accidentally turned it on. And since nobody else is using their camera, I just turn it back off. Okay. So you can see well, Hulk Hogan and Mean well, Gene Okerlund. I, I apologize to our YouTube audience because I'm sure they were perplexed by <laughs> by that. Um, but anyway, so this is my conspiracy. It's not it's not going to devolve into a ch- tangent. Well, I don't think it will. But I believe they are keeping this feud going because they do not want to feed Finn to Brock. 
Of course not. Not yet. They'd rather feed other great wrestlers and destroy gimmicks like Braun Strowman's. <laughs> well, and anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, now we go to the the match of the night, which was uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, aka most of the Shield. They got they got two thirds of a of a functioning shield. It covers most of your body, uh, versus uh, Sheamus and Cesaro and uh, Dean and Seth go over in what was match of the night. Um, this match was incredible. Uh, I was I was definitely marking out. Um, do you guys want me to just uh, get into what happened, or do you guys have? Let's any... get into what happened. It was it was a yeah, great match. Cesaro was. The MVP of the night. I mean, yeah. So, so this was a he definitely was, is a Swiss Superman. There's this, no short selling that. Yeah, they they're gonna have to make him a cyborg at this rate, a cyborg Superman. Uh, but in an incredible physical display by both teams, uh, it was just back and forth. And uh, I, you know, if if we keep getting matches like this. Uh, they could fight forever, like KO and Sammy. Uh, I definitely <laughs> want this this feud to, to keep going. But uh, Cesaro, pretty, I would say, what about halfway through the match, gets slingshot into the turnbuckle, which is a pretty normal spot. But he gets either he was too close, uh, or he jumped. He jumped too high. He jumped too high. Because uh, yeah, he, he is a larger dude. Uh, he hit the post. So yeah, he hits he hits the electronic post and not the covered soft turnbuckle and gets two of his teeth not knocked out, but what was later found out to be shoved up his gums. And obviously I eight millimeters. Obviously he falls down into uh, the canvas and is like writhing in pain. And then there's this incredible shot. I highly recommend uh, our viewers either look up the photo or better yet watch the match but pause it when the camera pulls up and you see in an incredible shot where Cesaro has his hands to his face and to his mouth and then he looks up and moves his hands and like I wouldn't call it a smile but he like shows off the damage and it's just it's bloody it's gross and it's attitude era-esque and it's amazing and, and I'm gonna and I gotta say it Kayfabe. <laughs> I mean, kayfabe. no. This, I mean, this was. Uh, I mean, this was more than kayfabe for sure. Uh, but it was incredible, and I feel bad the for shoot. Cesaro. Uh, but uh, he keeps fighting though, because he really wants that belt. And um, also, Ambrose almost gets hurt because he does a suicide dive and looks to hurt his left shoulder. And then we get even more high spots with Sheamus hitting a white noise on Ambrose, and then Cesaro immediately followed by a power by power bombing Rollins off the second rope onto Ambrose below. Yeah. And they could only get a two count in a night that had insane kickouts. This one was at least believable. And but you know what? Don't you love how the tag team now is... I feel... And not to be like a pun, but there is a revival in the tag team division right. on both pay, on both shows where it's just one after the other, just great tag team matches yeah. that are putting the main event matches to shame. 
And yeah. Uh, so after no, the tag team division has definitely come around from where it was last year to this year. It's oh yeah, complete transformation. So Leaps and bounds. So after Sheamus accidentally hits Cesaro with a bro kick, Rollins, we should call it the tag team revolution. Rollins <laughs> followed, uh, followed up with uh, what they're calling the King's Landing, which is the Kenny Omega uh, V trigger, the knee to the face, and then Ambrose. Uh, also hits uh, the Dirty Deeds, and they get the one, two, three. So, so is that what his finisher is now? A knee to the face? Well, it's it's like it's like the uh, the lariat too. It can it's kind of it can either be a running knee. A lot of the times, um, it's done out of just like the Rainmaker. It's done out yeah. of a close like a uh, a hold. Like you you throw you grab them. You throw fireman carry? No, no, not a fireman carry. You like it's it's like a your your opponent standing, and it's like you're gonna throw them into the ropes, except you hold on and then pull them back into you, and that instead of clotheslining, you hit them with the knee, the jumping huh. knee into the jaw, which huh. is pretty effective. I mean, just watch yeah, Kenny, just watch Kenny Omega do it a couple times. It's it's yeah. always inc- like. I mean, I'm I'm fine with Seth uh, doing it as well, but he definitely uh, needs to practice it a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> to get that's to definitely a lot less damaging than the curb stomp. Well, and it looks great when it does when it does land. It it looks and sounds amazing. But uh, so uh, oh, so overall, what did you guys think of the match? What did you think of the finish? And what do you think is is going to happen with the tag team. I mean, we were already talking about how this is kind of uh, the tag team revolution in a, in a joking way, but definitely as far as the feuds for the top, for the belts, those are def. I don't think anything else is really going on in the tag division, unfortunately. No. But as far as the feuds going for the belts, they're definitely some of the best feuds going on in WWE currently. They are. I And honestly, I feel like with all the tag teams... I I mean they all blend in now to with me when it comes to shows, but I mean they're they're starting to do things where you're just like wow and I mean what they have the uh, the hype brothers, I feel like they're trying to turn like a little bit of a heel turn on them. Ah, uh, well, spoiler, we'll get we'll get to SmackDown. Down. We'll get to that, man. I mean that's a whole nother show. Keep but, it together. Uh, no, no, but I'm just saying tag teams in general, like they're doing something. There's actual character development. There's not just throw two people together like they pretty much did with Dean and Seth Rollins, but they had well, they a did background. the same with Sheamus and Cesaro, except it was a best yeah. But of now seven. they're but now they're like building it up, like you see on social media, Sheamus and Cesaro being like, "We hate you, but happy birthday as I ram a cake in your face." Like there's character development on and off the scene, all on and off the screen, and I mean. I feel like that is what is making the tag team division on both shows the show the the matches to watch where normally they were the bathroom breaks. Jess, what do you got to say? And then I have a question to pose to you before uh, to both of you before we move on. Uh, go ahead and pose your question because my feelings is they've definitely turned the tag division around. It's just where do they go with it from here? Okay, and that's a great segue. So I hope this is so untrue because. I think it's it's lazy, and I don't uh, I don't think they should go this route yet for for these two. But do you think WWE has been hinting at the eventual breakup of the bar? 
And was this the first match to kind of set that into motion? I do not think so. I hope not. Let me make that absolutely clear. I, the I hope reason that's why, not. the reason why I do not think so, and I know this is going to kind of be a spoiler, but even after you see, you hurt my friend, you hurt my brother. I'm coming for you. Like Sheamus and Cesaro are just as tight as ever. They're not doing what they used to do when they had the uh, League of Nations, where it was kind of when Sheamus was got beaten. They're like, "Well, screw you, dude. You suck." <laughs> like they're he's holding each other's backs. They're doing the exact and same thing. And they're getting even better boys. as a tag team, like match by yeah, match. Yeah, they are, and they're doing just like what they do with the Hardy Boys. They say they will never break up the Hardy Boys when there were moments where they could have broke Matt Hardy, but you see Jeff Hardy be like, "Dude, you're my brother. I got your back. We'll get him next time." Like they're keeping the tag team strong, even though they're losing. You can lose and not break the band up. What, what do you think, Jess? I don't know, man. I mean, in the current state of it, they could do anything. But in terms of breaking up the bar, I, I think they're too over right now for them to make that move. I know one thing. Um, say what you will about the tag team, but Cesaro and Cesaro is super over <laughs> right now, oh, yeah. I think. Um, He's always been over. It's just a matter of him getting out of mid-card hell, which will never happen. Because he's over with the independent crowd. Um, and and I, know, I, I know this has been a, a Cesaro and Sheamus love fest, but we, I definitely, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely want to give props to uh, two-thirds of the Shield. Uh, you know, they they have great chemistry together. They have a great, they both have great movesets. I mean, there's reasons why they were both legitimate uh, WWE champions. Uh, you know, so I, and I think this is definitely helping Dean cause it's taking a little bit off of his plate and he can just focus on being the Dean that everybody loves, which is, you know, the kind of crazy lunatic, a lunatic. and we'll get into what happens on Monday too. <laughs> but, yes. And foreshadowing for next Monday. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, oh, all right, let's, let's, let's move on to the next one. I definitely want to hear what Jess has to say about our next match, which is the women's championship match. Alexa Bliss. I was a fan of this match. All right, all right. Well, let me let me finish. So Alexa Bliss defeats Bailey via windfall. Uh, or she pins Bailey and defeats everybody, which included Bailey, Sasha Banks, Nia, Jax, and Emma in a, yeah, fatal five-way. I almost said four yes. away. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, this was this was a spot fest. It was pretty awesome, and uh, the the uh, the craziest one definitely had to be uh, to Jess's favorite Nia Jax. And, and you uh, can I just say something real quick? You will never hear me say this about this wrestler ever again, but I am going to give props to the spot that CJ is about to talk about. Nia Jax was a champ. She takes a hard bump, a double power bomb from the apron to the floor and lands onto the the thin matted concrete uh, of yep. the arena and hits the back of her head pretty hard. Uh, and and that's how you should face. have to take her out. It should be that hard every time. It shouldn't you be a literally little have pounds. to kill her. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be some 90-pound girl hopping on her back and knocking her out. It and, should be... 
Hey, 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 she's the boss. <laughs> uh, just so, because, look, yeah, just look, because I, the I love chicken Sasha, took out the dragon. But. Well, I, I, love, I, I, love, I love me some Sasha Banks, but her winning the belt for, what, a day? I mean, just so she could become four-time champ, it's getting ridiculous to me. I think, yeah. I think some people might have missed this spot because it, it, it went by a little, a little uh, fast. But the, uh, the great part about that spot was Banks and Bliss assisting with the move by drop kicking uh Naya to give them extra momentum for the power yep. bomb. Uh Jax also received the loudest pop from the crowd. I'm pretty sure she may be from LA. This was in I think LA, she right? Is. Yeah. I think she is. Um, she got a louder pop than Bailey. M- Miz also, we forgot to mention, Miz definitely got a baby face pop as well. Yeah. Um even though he's from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah, she she definitely took a hell of a bump. Uh and then uh Bliss goes on to retain in a finish that came pretty quickly after uh the the good old fashioned DDT on Bailey. Uh yep. Bailey had the most just... protected move is Alexa Bliss's DDT right up there next to Sister Abigail. Well, I would say I, I would include Bailey's like crazy quasi knockout punch that she lands, the the big show esque big yeah. bite that she lands into the DDT. That thing like kind of glazes them over, and then the DDT is kind of the icing on the cake. But I mean, how many finishers can a, a, a woman of that stature logistically have unless you're going off the top rope? I mean, she's just physically, she's just so tiny. Like, she can't suplex. A lot, a lot of these other women, like God forbid, if she tries to do anything cr- crazy against like a Nia Jax type. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I did not like, one thing I want to say though about this match, first off, I love the fact that my girl Alexa Bliss won. Okay, at she first off, should have my girl, uh, man. You I, can't, you she, can't start calling them. Okay, I, I think everybody in this podcast can say that they like Alexa Bliss. Yes. For multiple reasons. I am glad she won in these multi-women matches because she's a heel. She's one of the few legit heels that do heel moves, like fake dislocate her elbow. <laughs> like, she does heel moves, even though they say, like, oh, you got a 20% chance of winning the belt. Multi-men, multi-women matches should be a heel's playground. Because they can do cheating, diabolical things, and the ref will be distracted every time. So that's one thing I want to say. Two, I want to say, I honestly thought, for a moment, I put reality aside, I thought Emma was going over. I Just the, the showmanship that she brought out there, I'm like, damn, Emma's, Emma's having a run here. And then they shut it down real quick. I okay. Yeah, Emma's never going to be in the title picture at this point. I am. I am definitely going to put myself in the Emma camp. I I would definitely consider myself. I wanted Emma to win. I love Emma, man, but she's not going to get it. So move on. I I would say that. Um, I I don't. There are definitely there are plenty of male mid carters that deserve to get a push. I hope that Emma is doesn't fall into that camp of like mid card hell. 
But with this match, I think it definitely gave her a little bit of a shine. And she didn't eat the pin. I definitely, I had that in she my She did notes. not eat the she pin. She didn't eat the this pin. This was, so. yes, I thought she was going to because I'm like, there's no way they're going to let her come out strong. I'm happy they didn't have her eat the pin. Now, here is where my one problem with this match was. Why? And I have a theory. You're probably not going to like it. But why in the hell do you have Bailey come back from injury, coming off strong? She could be having a heel run, for all we know later. Why do you have her eat the pin to Alexa Bliss when Sasha Banks, who has proven nothing to being worth anything, gets to come out of this being uh, like, oh, I still uh, get another uh, chance right. at the title? All right, all because right, people right. like... Sasha Banks. Yeah. She is the women's champion, and she's held it for a total of three weeks. Okay, John. Uh, th- I have a lot. Uh, I got a lot of bones to pick and from, from that statement. And right. I'm going to throw this out there so you can just add another bone to it. I think, and now this is just me, this doesn't represent the podcast, I think it is because of her nationality and ethnicity. And that's why we're oh, not destroying. Okay. All right. That's why. So, Making this a race thing, huh? Yeah. I think so it's a race thing. I definitely want to uh, state you that. Can, you da- can state Dapper's, into it. But. Dapper's comments have no direct reflection on WWE, Vince McMahon, or the professional no, wrestling it does. as a it whole. It does. It represents it WWE. It I want them to does say not something. represent kayfabe is not dead. I will say it that. It does not represent Dan. kayfabe. And I... I have nothing against her being strong, but don't do what you're doing to Bray Wyatt. You destroy her, but yet make her strong. Just like they're destroying Bray Wyatt, but yet making him strong. Well, okay, you guys need to correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm technically the, the the new guy when it comes to the no, knowing the long the long term histories a lot of, of a lot of these characters. But wasn't Banks's problem? It's never been in-ring ability or getting over with the crowd. It's been she's been getting hurt when she has. Yeah, it's titles. been a yes. slew of so, injuries. Yes, I she gets think, hurt every time. Yeah, and I don't. So I dapper. I don't think your comments on her being a uh, uh, an unworthy champion because she can't hold the belt over for long periods of time. I think that comment is invalidated right there. They but took, she never I, has to work. Up the ranks for it. I think she's she, just always she automatically already, thrown into title contingency because she is one of the most over women in the company. That happens to that happens to wrestlers all the time. Like Roman Reigns is constantly sniffing a belt. Just and that, I hate he's that wa- too. Well, but what? But what I'm and it's because he's I mean, Samoan. John Cena even said it. Wow. He's the blue oh, he's prospect. Okay. Songs, I, I, was, I was not trying to make that point with Roman Reigns. He was a bad... Uh, that was a bad uh, specific example. You, okay, AJ Styles is actually a way better uh, comparison. Uh, they, yeah, and they what are, they do, they had him get beat by Bray Wyatt just to lose it the next night. What? Yeah, and th- but he's also been trading the belt off with... Uh, KO, and I think that's exactly what the long-term plan is with Sasha and with Bliss, and they and what I think they've done, what they're trying to do at least, and I don't know if they're going to be successful, but what I think they're trying to do is they decided to to 
take the belt off of Sasha because they wanted to try to interject Bailey into this somehow. And this is getting into what happens on Raw a little bit. But they they talk, they they have this backstage segment between the two of them because they broke up each other's pinfalls during this match. So I don't but, know if they're hinting at a potential Bailey uh, heel turn or a Sasha heel turn, but I think they're trying to get all of this damage that's been done to Bailey off. And they know that Sasha is so over that Sasha Sasha can can kind of help facilitate now, that. Let me ask you this. Why don't you just keep the belt on Sasha, have her beat Alexa Bliss for the rematch, keep the belt, then have Bailey come out doing the Finn Balor routine of hey, I got hurt, I'm coming back for my title. Well, and then have Bailey be a little heelish I, to well, Sasha Banks' baby face. Well, I ultimately don't think they're going with the Bailey goes heel. I think it's uh, it's going to be Sasha because I mean Well, that's fine. Sasha was a great heel. But I don't understand to make this work with Bailey, why do you have to have Sasha lose it 24 hours later? Uh, well, okay. Why I, can't she retain it? Go into the fatal five way, retain it again, and go with Bailey. Like, why did Alexa Bliss have to lose it for a night? Well, that's why because I, Bliss is too good at it, man. That's I wanted. That's why I prefaced my statement with saying that it might not be good. I did not agree with WWE taking the belt off of uh, Sasha to begin with. I agree with you as far as that is concerned, but I don't think that you insinuating that Sasha is like somehow. Not good uh, for. Whatever. I'm not saying. I'm not saying she's not good. You're saying I'm that saying, she shouldn't be the champ. I'm saying that if you make her the champ, make it longer than 24 hours. She yeah, is literally. I think, I think they're she going is a four-time champion, and she's literally held the belt for three weeks. Dude, okay. Uh, let's let's not. I think title. I think the amount of times you hold a belt kind of gets blown out of proportion it it shouldn't uh, you know it it shouldn't matter whether it's 20 times it's just like or, it's just like with roman reigns how they're days, saying like how roman reigns is like i've main evented five five wrestlemanias i've done all this he's like i'm a four-time champion I'm like dude you've held it four times in four days but we also know that reigns compared to a lot of other male re superstars isn't on their caliber I don't think anybody can disagree that Sasha is legitimately one. You could probably argue the number one female wrestler in the company right now. I'm not necessarily saying that. I is honestly, the I truth, don't. I don't think I definitely she's think the best. But I I'm think saying there's an argument. There. You can definitely I, make that argument. I think that she's up there in the top two or three, and she should have a actual legit title run. I don't understand why they're trying to build up this number. Of title champ of title holds for her when there's nothing to come off of it. Like that's what yeah, I, don't, I don't understand. I, don't, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think they were thinking in those terms. I don't think they care. And I don't. I mean, look at how many times Charlotte's held it. Charlotte was trading the belt every other pay per view. John Cena trades the belt every other pay per view. Yeah, but they stopped. They These stopped numbers the John don't Cena. matter. They don't. They have, stopped the John they Cena trading and Charlotte. They, Honestly, yeah, even they? though she isn't traded, he now tied with uh, Ric Flair for 16 times, he is tied for Ric Flair for 16 times, and it was because in the early 2000s he traded it off every month with Randy Orton. D but they stopped Dapper, that. Now. I think I think we all have to acknowledge that a 
WWE doesn't really have long-term plans about like giving the belt to specific people at specific times until the numbers do get insane. Like they didn't have a long-term plan for Undertaker to specifically have a winning streak when it started. They just woke up one day and said, "Oh, wait a minute." Undertaker has this winning streak. We should totally make this a storyline. So the whole Ric Flair having the 16-time belts uh, and and how that plays off in it, I don't. That is definitely not WWE's long-term focus. And I think I don't through, think it is either. I think I through think... all these other storylines, and I think spe- also we could include this storyline as well. WWE recently has shown the lack of forethought or commitment to long-term feuds or long-term stories, except for very specific ones. So, you know... I will tell you this much. They do look at length of title reign because CM Punk and AJ Lee rubbed WWE the wrong way. AJ Lee held the longest title run of one time. Not... They're not... some reason, they just completely forgot about Mae Young... Like sixteen year championship run That's back in the saying. day. They, they, they'll but, just rewrite history when they feel but, like it. But yeah, what man, I'm you're, saying, you're what I'm saying is hardcore about this. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is though that AJ Lee had the title reign, just like Demolition yeah, did. Yeah, but anybody who sues the WWE is gonna lose whatever records they have. I it's understand, a but let me finish. They had Nikki Bella hold the title for, according to WWE logic, exactly one day longer than AJ Lee when fans actually went back in time and calculated it AJ Lee still had it I'm thinking that Alexa Bliss is I the idea for Alexis Bliss is to continue being champion until they build up Nia Jax or Asuka to come in and take it from her but I think she was probably on a run but I think she was getting onto a run to where she comes close so they had to be like, you know what? We want to keep Sasha strong. Let Sasha win it for 24 hours to reset Alexa Bliss's time clock is what I think they did. Well, well, for whatever reason, we're we're running we're running high on time. We're not even through no mercy yet. So I'm I'm just going to say Bliss still has the the belt. I'm fine with it. It'll I I'm going to definitely be interested to see if what they're going to do specifically with Sasha and Nia, Nia Jax, I don't, I don't think Bailey's getting a shot quite so soon again, but, uh, but Jess, did you have any final words before we move on to now? Let's move. Let's move on. Okay. So then we got Roman Reigns. I'm sorry guys. I'm passionate. I'm passionate. Ro- yeah. <laughs> Roman Reigns <laughs> defeating John Cena, uh, via pinfall. So, uh, this feud, was uh kind they were trying to build this up as like a the the once in the lifetime kind of feud very john cena rock ask except with the roles reversed where john cena is playing the rock character and and you know roman reigns is the up and coming uh you know golden boy uh you know trying to trying to take take on the 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 face of the company status so but this is weird because this is a pay-per-view in September. This isn't SummerSlam. This isn't WrestleMania or anything like that. So it kind of felt It was a little, to help sell tickets and fill the arena. Yeah, it kind of felt a little bit rushed. But the but the buildup was actually not too bad. They actually did like a month-long promo uh, yes. uh, back and forth. So we know that WWE, when they 
put their minds to it can do this. So they decided to just, you know, spoiler alert for Raw, they kind of just end this feud. So following an interesting shoot-style four-week build of Trash Talk, Reigns goes over Cena clean in a match where Cena dominates and hits four AAs, including a Super AA and a Double AA. And I guess Cena has become a victim of Super Reigns in a weird mm-hmm. reversal of fates. Um, yeah. Reigns played possum in the corner and took advantage of Cena's dismay by hitting a surprise Superman punch and a spear for the pin. Another yep. Reigns match with an an, uh, an anticlimactic finish. How because his finisher is anticlimactic. Be? So, so you know the only thing that Reigns really did that was cool was the the spear through the table. But so not only is this match like it just completely kills the crowd. It destroys any momentum that that fantastic tag match and women's and the good women's match had. And afterwards, Cena raises Reigns' arm, just like the Because Cena's the Cena. ultimate baby face. And, 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 Saying, and he, I'm passing the torch. Yeah, he passes the torch, hugs him, and then he takes his time soaking in the crowd and, like, looking around and kind of getting, like, this weird, like, teary-eyed look on his face. And then he, like, hugs a child and, like, gives him his wristband and then he goes up the ramp and, like, gets all sad and then, like, taps the video board and walks away like he's fucking retiring when we he's all not, know that's well, not the case. Yeah. He's not retiring, like, but... what the fuck is li- going on? Well, yeah, man, they're, they're he building, was on... They're building the story that Reigns retires people because the matches with him are so bad. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Jesus well, Christ. Well, I'll tell you this me. much. What are you, what are you doing? I'll tell you this much. They had him on the Edge and Christian podcast, and they talked about it. And pretty much what John Cena said is how the whole rumor is that he buries people. Pretty much they find they find people that are having a hard time that they want to push, so they put him in a promo uh, month-long um, like feud with John Cena, just like they did with Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, so uh, they haven't done it with Samoa Joe yet, but he came out pretty strong. But I mean, like this is pretty much what they do, and pretty they pretty much like everyone's been saying these were Roman's best promos in five years that he's been around, and pretty much John Cena said he's like, look, I'm backing off a little bit. I'm going part time because I got other things going on. He's getting married possibly going to have a kid because I bet you that's where they're going. But I'm sure he's going to be retiring soon, but not anytime soon. And he says, whenever Vince calls me, I'm going to come back. And if Roman doesn't take the torch and run with it that I gave to him, I'm coming back to take it back is what he said. So if Roman's got like a month to where if he doesn't step up, I'm sure John Cena's coming back for a rematch. Well, Jess, let, let's get your, your thoughts. I think you've been holding back a little bit. Just yeah, no, never I, during these. No, I got plenty to say, Dap. You've just been running your mouth nonstop. 
Well, Jess, when you're the champion, add, you have hey, to make add it some do insight that. for a change, man. Add some actual insight. Look, Cena. Cena's pretty much at that stage where he is going part time. We all know it. And this is the best we've ever seen Reigns. I can't argue with that. You know, he beat Undertaker, came back, and nothing changed about him. He was still an unlikable guy who just supermans it through every match. It didn't work, and they kept that gimmick going for a bit. They bring Cena out to do the same thing, but this time, uh, you know, I think we got a little more weight behind it because everybody's used to Cena being the guy that beat everybody. Regardless of how little sense this, it makes in the story, well, I, Cena always buried the other guy. Well, okay, I think I, uh, there's two things I want to throw out there. One, yeah, th- throw it uh, out, CJ. What, what do you think's coming from? You this? can definitely do. You can you can definitely have whether it's a guy that's unlikable like Roman Reigns or anybody else. Even even if Daniel Bryan or CM Punk was the one retiring. Undertaker or retiring in quotes John Cena you know you're still going to get heel heat for doing those things to beloved people but the thing and you know I'm I'm sure I'm just repeating what everybody already knows but Roman Reigns is getting heat not because he's bad he's not great in the ring but he's not bad he's getting heat because he's getting that same type of heat that John Cena was getting at the very beginning of his of his long, uh, you know, push as the main guy, Roman Reigns is getting that exact same thing. It worked for guys like Stone Cold and The Rock, but just like Cena embraces the Cena sucks chant. But when those started, that was done in earnest. It was not done in a tongue in cheek thing. It was said in the same manner that people boo Reigns. And until WWE and Vince finally pull the trigger and make him heal, him retiring these beloved people is not going to work. People are going hey, to... It worked with more. Randy Orton. It worked with yeah, Randy Orton. Was a fucking killer, heel man. called the Legend Killer. Yeah. And that's what he did. He retired the veterans. Yeah, but they don't present Roman Reigns like that. They just... They just have him be the quiet badass that says retarded shit sometimes, and then he Superman punches and spears his way through any problem. And uh, and you can and like I was saying, you can get this over with Roman Reigns, but the fact that they do this shit like instantaneously, like this, if you're gonna do a program with Cena and Roman, then have it be like a three match like crazy build to to like WrestleMania. No man, nobody like, wants to see that, Dap. Uh, I wanna see it. I'm not yeah, saying of course, I, I'm of saying course it, I, I'm I'm saying it would be better than than doing this and having him It's lose, better than he, these one offs. He, he loses to Reigns once and then Cena's like, Well, I guess I'm the worst now. Here are the keys. Like that's uh it just and and kicking out of four AAs, what the fuck? Hey man, I kick out of four AAs all the time. <laughs> yeah, you do that for breakfast. Look, uh, I've been relatively quiet on this one, and I got to say, it's just because I'm not too passionate about the decisions that were made here. That's I think fair. a lot of them were the wrong ones. Alexa Bliss retaining her title—that made sense to me. Everything else that happened in this pay-per-view didn't really hit with me. I, I will say this and play devil's advocate. I did not think it was a wrong choice to have Roman Reigns win, but 
if they do not retain if they do not retain his attitude error-esque promos and the way he delivers himself in the ring like he did against john cena this would be all for nothing just like it was retiring the undertaker he retired the undertaker for no gains whatsoever my my biggest my biggest issue with the match is the finish and the fact that Cena did this whole passing of the torch thing. Like it's fine that Reigns goes over. It's just the manner yep. that they do it. It's just a continuation of this spoon feeding that. Yeah. I did not like the raising Roman of the Reigns. hand. You're gonna get all the Reigns whether you like it or not. And with that, we're gonna move on because we still got a shit ton to cover. Um, but yeah, it's just supposed to be a two part. Uh, yeah, let's just let's just get through this, and then we'll do the Raw and the SmackDown on a different one. But finish so, up. Let's keep so, moving. So we got the Cruiserweight Championship. Enzo Amore surprisingly defeats Neville via pinfall. Loved it. Loved it. To win the title. All right. Well, let me actually give the recap before you. Yeah, give the recap. Team. All right. Give the so recap. Enzo runs. Uh, Enzo's run of cheating his way into contention culminated in a surprise win. Uh, so he basically gets the shit beat out of him after showing up to the ring in a crazy Beetlejuice three-piece suit. Uh, yeah, that, I gotta say, that was the craziest thing about this match, man. <laughs> I mean, I think we all kind of figured he was going to cheat the win because 205 needs a new champ. I didn't expect him to I did not expect him to win, honestly. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to ch- cheat, but Neville was just, like, going to go into, like, berserk mode and be like, there's no oh, way yeah. I'm losing this belt again. Um, oh, yeah. Even though I mean, I even think I lost that, this one. Uh, I think I just said Enzo to change it up to be different to pull ahead. I didn't actually expect him to win. Uh, so, basically, Neville just completely destroys him in a one-sided match. But then Neville hesitates while setting up the red arrow. Uh, that was kind of out of character. For some reason, he just hesitates and he attempts a Phoenix Splash instead. And I'm misses. sure it was more to do with Enzo missing the mark to get moving. So, uh, well, Enzo's able to get out of the way, so Enzo then goes and grabs the title to distract the referee, and it allows him to hit uh, a, a very shoot-esque hard blow, uh, a low blow on Neville, and he gets the roll-up for the win. So yep. okay, as the two as the quintessential two oh five mark, base essentially I'm Corey Graves right now. This is terrible for the anybody that's a cruiserweight fan. This is terrible for the division. This is a fucking travesty, and it's unfortunate. And as Neville Mark, as a cruiserweight mark, uh, it could only be good if the payoff, the eventual payoff, is good, which will only be when Neville decapitates Enzo in and it's no, gonna no, happen. Not at all, CJ. So this is the perfect way to get another person over. This uh, this will hope the only positive thing that I hope which happens is that this gets more people to watch 205. And I hope I hope that the story line does pay off. That's all I'm saying. But we all know that the eventual payoff in the end is going to be Enzo getting killed by Neville, the king. His name is literally the effing king of the cruiserweights. You don't yep. fuck with the king, and no, you don't see, get, CJ, get you're, you're thinking too too and, small. You have somebody else beat Enzo. 
and then you have a feud with Neville going after that guy. Well, that's well, no. Can that's I can fine, I just say something? But Enzo's going to destroy Enzo as well. Yes. Can I just say this real quick? This match will get me to watch two oh five. Here's why. And we're not going to talk about it because I think they did it on Raw. But the buildup of just heel Neville, just he, the look on his face after losing, they broke him. We got the broken Neville Hardy pretty much <laughs> happening. Yeah. And they, they literally broke his whole spirit because he's like, I'm okay with losing to Tazawa. At least he has skill. But I'm not okay with this. Yeah. And the fact that it was a heel move to dominate Neville at the finish, you literally... I mean, this was it's WrestleMania turn, 13. Right? Is it, this is, was WrestleMania 13 all over again. Yeah, this just is a, no crimson mask in a in the sharpshooter. This is. I mean, this is a it was a turn, double turn for sure. It yeah. was a classic double turn that actually paid off, like it was designed to, to where you literally took the cup of haters to uh, Enzo Amore, the ultimate baby face. He's pretty much Sami Zayn. I thought was untouchable to ever turn heel. They made him the ultimate heel, have the entire 205 division turn on him, and made the king of the cruiserweights, Evil Neville, the little hobbit, turn into the underdog babyface. It was amazing to watch, and I will definitely watch 205 because of it. Well, you know, if, if we have time, I think we should at least uh, throw in Raw and 205 uh, into that. Because there is, I mean, we can we can fly through that stuff and we can save SmackDown for the Hell in the Cell. Uh, I, I just want to move to the main event. This this was a fairly predictable match, and we'll see what comes of it with all 205. Right. All right, so we got the Universal Championship. Uh, Brock Lesnar retaining against Braun Strowman via pinfall. So Strowman... He, get, he finally gets a solo shot. It, he's been involved in a lot of, like, multi-man kind of things because he, you know, it's it's kind of like Nia Jax and the... Uh, Sasha Banks? It, it's it's Nia Jax in the women's division where Braun is such a monster, like, it's, it's kind of hard to justify in a one-on-one situation unless the other guy is a monster to yep. where how he would lose a singles match. Like, he should... It, in theory, just on pure strength alone, win win ninety percent of his matches just right off the bat. So, yep. but against a guy like Brock, you know, it is definitely believable that Brock could win. So this going into this match, this is definitely this definitely had a lot of heat. Uh, I would I would definitely say that Braun. I mean, I I kind of want to get your guys' take before we get into the actual match. I am of the opinion that Braun is the most over wrestler right now in the company. Yeah, the most over male wrestler, yes. Yeah, easily. So, I wasn't going into this match. I had Brock picked because of storyline reasons. I think we all know that they're saving Brock to put over Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That is supposedly the plan. So I do not think Brock Brock is going to lose until then, unless they're really Most trying to swerve us. Not. But they, he will not. Braun had so much face heat. He is so effing over right now that the shadow of doubt creeped in my mind. And the fact that he is not only like 
I'm not going to say stone cold level of over, but he's getting there. Like if, if, if WWE was smart, they would make Roman Reigns' character Braun Strowman because he is he is a babyface. He's getting babyface pops. So, yep. so we get a singles match between him and, and Brock. I don't think this was no disqualification, but yep. ult- ultimately, in what really sealed the deal to make this pay-per-view like barely a C in my mind, like... The only the the only reason why this thing is a C and not an F is because of the tag team match and the uh, intercontinental women, and, and the women's match and kind of the intercontinental match. But it wasn't the wrestling; it's the finishes. The finish to this match was fucking awful. So, yep. so Brock or I'm sorry, Braun essentially dominates most of this yep. match. He does. I'm pretty sure he hits. He hits uh, Brock. He with hits his three. finisher like six times. No, no, three. three. He hits him with three running power slams. But what was really weird, and I and I definitely want to get into this, is in the multi-man match at the last pay-per-view, Braun put Brock through two tables and then flipped another one on top of him. And this match had zero. High spots, no, no I, chairs, I say no this? tables. I thought nothing. they were even foreshadowing it by replacing the table that Cena went through. Yeah. They replaced it. So, I mean, it's like, why is it there when normally in pay-per-views, when the table is broken, you see the announcers sitting there like a bunch of J-brones behind a broken table? Or or maybe, or maybe uh, you know, Paul Heyman was going to take a spot from... Yeah. From Braun, you know, because Braun's just, you know, an out of control that guy. Now. So, but yeah, so, so good to see. So, so then Strowman, yeah, he hits his finisher, but he still can't get a three count, just like the Roman Reigns John Cena match. They literally just did this. And uh, so, just like in SummerSlam, Lesnar's on the ropes, and it looks like he could definitely lose. He's being made human, and just like in the Samoa Joe match, you know, there's that that twinge of doubt that's like, oh man, are they actually going to pull the trigger on this? Um, so he even uh, earlier on in the match, Brock tries to lift Braun up. Braun's I think billed at like 360. He has like a hundred pounds on Brock. I mean, yep. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's rather impressive when they were given the stats so, height different than just so, weight. So Brock tries to give him the F5, but his back gives out. So. They, they sell that, but then after getting hit with... So he tried to do that at the beginning, of, the relative beginning of the match, and he couldn't do it. So then after getting hit with three power slams, he somehow was able to hit Braun with six German suplexes and then one F5, and he gets the pin. That's the effing finish of the match. One F5 and one, two, three, and that destroys That wasn't the, the finish. Monster. That wasn't the finish. You didn't watch Sasha Banks come out and throw him into the bank statement? <laughs> That's pretty yeah, much I what feel, they freaking did. I feel like you totally missed that part, CJ. Were you watching yeah. a different pay-per-view? Yeah. yeah. You, no, did, that, you didn't watch? Uh, that definitely did not happen. Uh, it might as well have, CJ. It might as well have. But, because yeah, this, this completely destroys any kind of credibility that Braun has as a fucking monster. Yes. Yes, the only thing that kind of brought his credibility back slightly, and we'll talk about it later, is what he does on Raw the next night. But I will say this. I would have been happy with the finish if they would have put 
Braun Strowman an F5 through the table or multiple F5s or double-digit German suplexes? If they did something like that, I would be completely fine with Brock being defeated or Brock going over defeating Braun. I 100% but, concur. It should have been an F5 off the top rope. Something. something. If it's going to be one something F5, to show it can't that be he can survive. One, it can't be yeah. one normal. Yeah, F5. I think I think the biggest takeaway from this is you need to see Lesnar really fight, and that seems to be what's missing from they had that his with most Joe. recent setup. They had that with Joe and with yeah, Joe. they had that with Joe, but more recently with uh, Strowman here. We got none of that. Well, this it wasn't a fight so much as it was, okay, I look weak, I look weak, and now I'm just going to win this and go it, home. Okay, okay, this is two things I'm going to throw out there. So this was the exact same blueprint. Like, honestly, if you run these back-to-back, like, like you, you take one monitor and you throw up the Samoa Joe match and you throw up this match and you watch them simultaneously, they're essentially the same match. The, it is. The, the, the reason why the Samoa Joe match works better is A, Samoa Joe is not nearly as over as Braun, and he's not nearly build. He's physically just literally not as strong. He's a different type of wrestler. And B, and I think the more important one is not just the fact that, he, that Braun is over, but the fact that in the very match before, Braun put, like, really fucked up Brock. He literally put him on. He. He, they had to escort Brock away from the match, the last the last fight they had. So the fact, like, S- Samoa Joe's style, he doesn't do that. He's more technical. Like, he wants to get behind you and put your ass to sleep and whisper sweet nothings in your ear while you fucking See? black out. Braun Strowman wants to put you through an ambulance and, like, knock you the, out that way. So, like, it, it just... The fact that See, Braun now, did that just before that and one F five puts him down makes it even worse. I'm done yeah. talking about this. This well, I, I just want to say something real quick. Fuck it. I agree with you for the most part on what your analysis was, but I disagree on this. I think the only reason why the Samoa Joe match went over is not because Samoa Joe is not as over as Braun. Not saying that he is, well, but I don't also, think that was the there's different kinds I, of wrestlers. I, I agree, but I think I, Joe also needed an actual demonstration of, of what he was. I think it was because of Samoa Joe's finisher, just like Randy Orton. And um, Braun's finisher takes time to, deve- to to happen. Samoa Joe had him in the coquina clutch, but he got out. And his, his whole thing at the end was like, I was one second away from making you tap or pass, making you pass out. Same way with the RKO. It literally comes out of nowhere. And that's if, my if and you, that's my entire issue. If, yeah. if 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 we have listeners that have been listening since the very beginning, they know that I'm not a fan of not Randy Orton as a wrestler as a whole. I'm not saying Randy Orton's bad, but his current run, I fucking hate his matches. Cause every match, just like this F five out of nowhere. We get and we get RKO's out of nowhere, and it's just anticlimactic. It, it's not a comment on the skills of the wrestlers, but the storytelling. And it's just it take like anticlimactic finishes can work specifically, in my opinion, in longer form stories. Like if this is the speed bump to Braun's eventual ascension over Brock, then this is fantastic. But this is most likely going to be the end of this feud. Yep. 
For now. Yeah. I think it'll be the end of the feud for now. And that's fucking I think, stupid. <laughs> I think the only way to go over on Brock is you literally have to have a finisher. Your name just, has to be Super Cena, a.k.a. Super Roman Reigns. Look, you, we all you know need a, you need a finisher Brock that Lesnar's can be pulled off. going down play. with a spear. A simple spear is going to take him out. Yes. And we'll that's all start why, chanting Goldberg. Why, <laughs> and yeah. we'll be that's a rematch. That's why it's obvious, like CJ said, Brock will continue to hold the title to WrestleMania till he gives it up to Roman Reigns because the only way that you can continue to keep Brock Lesnar strong and have him lose is have him lose to a finish that happens instantaneously. Uh, the, pow- the power slam is pretty instantaneous. It's not because you got to grab him, you got to pick him up, you have to run 10 feet around the ring and slam him. I mean, the F5 is almost that, except you don't run. Like, I don't... Uh, like, I understand... The F- but the I F5- understand you're saying some finishers are slower to develop, and they don't, like, they don't take as much out of you, like... It, That's why like the sister Abigail will never but, destroy Brock Lesnar. Uh, I'm pretty sure... It takes an hour to develop. I'm pretty sure one power slam could... It, one power slam seems to take out most people. It does, but Brock's not most people. Brock, the, yeah, his so why, why would a, shouldn't it take like five spears to take out Brock? He, it should, but that's why the spear never took out Brock. It was the spear that led to a jackhammer that well, took well, out that's Brock. That's also Goldberg. It's a different moveset. Like. I understand, but I'm just saying the spear is what takes him off his feet, just like Roman Reigns' Superman punch, which turns him around so he goes into a spear. Right, you right. can't have the double move set to take out Brock. Jess, uh, you got any last last comments about yeah, the match I mean, itself or, or just anything? The match itself I thought was okay. This wasn't the worst match in the world that you guys are making it out to be. The problem well, no, the was the The finish, yeah, the finish, finish yeah. was the worst part of it. Yes, the match the finish, has potential to be an A-plus match. I gotta I got say, man, I'm starting to suspect Lesnar doesn't have what he used to have with it. I don't think he does. I think which, he's getting which isn't tired. Which doesn't any sense because you, you, know, you watch something like UFC, and he's still a dominant force in that. The few times a year he does fight, but... Because he's like 300 pounds, I, and it hurts when he hits you. Yeah, okay. when it comes to wrestling, I feel he's just phoning it in at this point. He's oh. just burning out that contract. He's waiting for Mania so he can give the belt the reins. Okay, so this, this is going to be my last comment before we, uh, we take a vote on whether we do Raw or not. So... Um, I want the, the one thing, the, the hypothesis I want to throw out there is, okay, you call this event no mercy. Why don't you give every match, not, it doesn't have to be every match, but shouldn't the gimmick of this, this type of named event be like every match has some sort of stipulation, like some sort of weapon stipulation? Like, uh, you know, you can at least sell these kinds of anticlimactic finishes if we had tables or chairs involved i know we have tlc coming up and that's probably why they wanted to hold off on it but like make this like a cage match like do like if you're gonna make these finishes anticlimactic at least make them different like have brock like have them do the one f5 to finish the match but then the fucking uh the canvas explodes like the big show Braun Strowman match, and then Braun because they've killed that out. gimmick. Yeah, they've man, we've, seen, we've seen that enough. 
We we would need to see something more extreme. I, I, they think, don't have I think it's because I'm them have it have them do do a, a theme. It just yeah. something. Whether have it's a over, gimmick pay per view. But what, the what, reason why they don't is because they have extreme rules. The extreme rules. Every match has an extreme rule or a PG version of an extreme rule. Uh, no mercy. The more to be... about it, I will give WWE some some uh, compliments here. We did have a House of Horrors match. We did have the ambulance spot. Well, we have had us. some very creative things come out this year. It's Thank just you, Michael P. S. You and... Huh? Thank you, Michael P. S. Hayes. <laughs> that is the only reason why you have those matches. So, uh, but they're few and far between. Is how I feel. So... Yes. Like like we started the show off, yes. Even though I tied with you, Dapper, technically you he did are... tie with me. But here's the kicker: just I won like it all, you, but my vote didn't count because I wasn't on the podcast. I you were not. You you withdrew your vote, Jess. But just like you had in SummerSlam. Wait 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 wait! Time out. You did, Jess, changed... did you actually submit? Did you actually submit your votes? I don't give no. a two minutes too late, man. Two minutes too late. He didn't submit anything. No, I was he gonna sh- say it shouldn't matter if he's on the cast or not. If he gets his his picks in, he gets his picks in. Yeah, but he never even put picks in. I sent out the I, text a week before. I put my picks in Dapper. You're just playing with the timeline now, aren't you, man? Uh, oh my god! I don't know, man. You, you really did go not, did not put your picks in. Because if you put your, your picks picture, in, I would your, your picture might be Hulk Hogan, sir. But brother, I'm thinking you're more NWO Hollywood Hulk, right, Hulk hey. Hogan right now. Hey, I might be, but his <laughs> picks were not in, and so even though he just I, into it, <laughs> your picks were not in. You, you just I, said you're more uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Well, because I like I like the white I like the white out handlebar mustache and the music. <laughs> he likes the style. Oh, okay. I like the style. You're of Hulk saying Hogan. you're not American. You you don't. No, I'm Hollywood. Real, you're not a real. I feel Hollywood. like he's not the real American anymore. Yeah. Uh, so okay, but, guys, I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote that we continue into with Raw a part and do and do the fallout of Raw from. No mercy, but I wanted to I get... I say we do a part two. Uh, I'm fine with that, but let's do it as a part two. Let's close out this one and start a new what, one. I give this pay-per-view a C. I've already said why. What do you, what do you guys... What are your final thoughts on, on this? As your champion, I want to initiate a rule. Hold on. I'm actually going to give this one a B, man. I, it was good. It was good. It just had a lot... It just had a lot of low spots. I'm going to give it a B, but I'm going to initiate a rule, CJ, so that I'll give you a chance. Because you can't be hurt that I used your technique of changing my match choice for the finale, the main event, before the match happens, to retain my championship. So the new rule is what happens on the podcast is your choice. You chose it for a reason. Yeah, keep it. I thought you were going Fight Club here with what happens on the podcast stays on the podcast. <laughs> I, I actually think we should we should tweak the rule and, and give the the um, challengers an advantage. So what what I would hide? Well, you what, know what? When you are holding this title, you too can make a rule. But my rule will stay as long as I am in rule. Uh, okay. You, you want to restate the rule for those of us yeah. who don't usually listen to you? Yeah, you sounded like a robot. <laughs> yes, the rule is. 
The rule is, as long as your picks are on the podcast. Now, for Jess's cho- for Jess's purpose, if he is not able to make it for our podcast, but Texas in his choices and his picks, they will be uploaded onto the page so that they are official. Or we can but read the them, moment we can read them out loud during the podcast. You can read them out loud as well. Like, but what I'm saying is, if he gets our, if he texts us the choices after we done the podcast, it'll be added into the info down below. Mm-hmm. But if he does not get it in, too bad, so sad. Whatever is on the podcast is your choice, your pick. Well, with you that, have to win like a man, not win like a coward well, or with, a heel. With that, I'm, we're gonna go ahead and close this rant. This ranty episode of Kayfabe is not dead. Uh, I'm your host, CJ. I, I hope uh, everybody uh, tuned in and, and liked this uh, episode. Give us your thoughts in the comments below. Send us an email. Tell tell us how we can make the show better. Um, tell us how much you love Roman Reigns and how we are dumb. Uh, you know, uh, just uh, hit us up. Uh, Jess, you got anything, uh, any final thoughts? Nah, man, we're starting another podcast right after this one. I got plenty to say about that Raw and SmackDown, so let's move to it. All right. Well, hold on now, hold on now. <laughs> okay, I guess As, we're not- Jesus, man, can we wrap one episode up and get to the next As one? As <laughs> your two-time champion, going for the longest reigning championship oh, God. title. Make it stop. This is your champion signing out. Oh my god, you don't get the last word. The host gets the last word. I, I always get the last up. word because I am the champ. And through the magic of editing, I have the last word. Fuck you, Daphne. <laughs> <laughs>